Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Flashes it away through the covers for four, and England have won the match. Hello, welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket, and our nerves have been eased by England's slightly uncertain victory over Sri Lanka. I mean, it does look all right on paper, four wicket victory, but it left it till the last couple of balls to secure. And well, it's just like the 2019 World Cup all over again, isn't it? The kind of ebbs and flows and rather nervy victories as you get to the knockout stages. But they got there. And it's it's a total reversal, I was thinking, Simon, of England-Sri Lanka encounters of, say, 10 years ago in the World Cup where Sri Lanka totally dominated and England got hammered by 10 wickets, I think, in one game. And... So it's good to see England now really sort of starting to assert their authority. It was it was nervy. You're right. It it, it it just looked impossible for them to lose the game from the position they were in, and then you just the doubts crept in. I, I thought actually Ben Stokes just assessed the situation really well and played his best T20 international innings for England. I mean, it's been actually quite slim pickings for him. He came in after that opening stand because he's bumped up the order because of the injury to Milan. He came in with England in a, you know, impregnable position, it seemed, and he scored 42 not out of 36 balls with two fours, which doesn't look stunning. But what he did was, I thought, is he totally adapted to the situation. He read the conditions. He read the situation of the match. He understood the potential pitfalls uh, for England if they just played lots of shots. And he calmly... and just steered them to victory really he kept his nerve whereas one or two others I thought you know frittered positions away I thought Livingston's shot was a poor one I thought Moen Ali's was you know just loose and it it just, it just needed a bit of batten hatch what's that phrase batten down the hatches really and, and just knock the ball around old school in a way sometimes the old school does work especially on pitches and in situations like that 
Yeah, that's absolutely right. Because it was less than a run of ball required once the openers had done the damage. And, uh, you know, I suppose playing T20, you still get kind of sucked into playing the big shots or thinking after three or four balls of singles and the odd two, you've still got to play the big shot. Actually, you don't. But then again, there's also that uh, sort of thought in the back of your mind that you don't want to leave it too late. You don't want to leave it to, to the lower order to suddenly bail you out if a couple of wickets fall. So there is a, a, a view, I, I guess, in T20, get it finished. But actually, you're right. There, there was some tame dismissal. I thought Harry Brooks' dismissal was a bit tame. Mm. And I was thinking to myself... Mm. Harry Brooks should should watch how someone like Liam Livingston now approaches an innings because I feel that Livingston, when he first came into the T20 side, was a bit frenetic and tried to do everything in the first five balls and usually got out. And, and Harry Brooks seems to be doing that himself. He's up the wicket, first or second ball, trying a reverse sweep, things like that, instead of just settling himself or watching Joss Butler and how he s- tries to play himself in. And I was thinking Liam Livingston's learned his lesson, you know, and he today started a little bit more sedately and then he played a wild shot. So it take the lessons and the kind of uh, the approach takes quite a lot of sinking in. Butler's got it. Stokes has got it. Moen still has the annoying habit of a tame dismissal, a, a sort of lollipop catch to extra cover when really he should be doing better than that. But who's to... Who's to criticise Moen? He's such an amazing guy and uh, I'm sure he'll come good in the next game. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? About you know, T20 is all about sort of pressing the accelerator and being positive and taking the aggressive option. You, I can understand that, but there are times when you have to play the conditions the, because the conditions really do dictate. And I, I, I thought that England didn't get that quite right in in that second half of their innings when when suddenly there was just a sort of hint of problem. And you know, it wasn't it wasn't an easy pitch on which to bat on. It, it wasn't really coming on. And some of the shots they they played, you think. Oh, you know, you, 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 there are there are more. There's, there is a more than one way to win a game, and I think well, Stokes showed that uh, today. He, it was a, it was low risk cricket, and it, it, to me, it, once they once they just lost a couple of wickets, it did look like a that the best way to approach it was a sort of quite a low risk approach. If, if you took the aggressive option, then you you were likely to, to get yourself into trouble, and 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 so it proved. I, the one person I would excuse it's not the right word but I thought I thought was fine I mean was Sam Curran the shot he took on you know he he was expecting the short ball and you know you could have ducked but he he went for it caught on the rope you know another yard whatever it would have been six and that would have been uh, the game done so you know you could say well he you know he was caught on the boundary but I just I just felt there was a, a bit of a sort of lack of clarity in some of England's thinking in that middle order and here's another uh, thing uh, Yozo you know you talk about Harry Brook and I, we we let's you know we have said and we have seen it we think that he is a, a, an exceptional player uh, in the making and he, you know, he's not had a great time of it in Australia but in a situation like that that England were in when Brook came out to bat okay he wasn't under tremendous pressure but in a situation like that who uh, who can you think of who's not in this England squad who you would have preferred to come in when Harry Brook walked to the middle can you think who, who I'm thinking about you're not thinking about uh... Uh, a certain Joe Root, are you? <laughs> I am, yeah. That is, in that situation, Root would have just nailed that game down, wouldn't he? The, the, the England would have won that by seven wickets. Yeah, he, he, he and Stokes would have finished that game off. So, but yeah, obviously, you know, you, you can only pick fifteen, and you, you know, generally speaking, you go for those really aggressive players in T20. But there are occasions when 
uh, someone of the, the, the quality of Root would be hugely beneficial. And it, it, it's been an interesting World Cup in one sense. The rain has ruined it a bit. Uh, it, but it's an interesting World Cup because it's, the, the batters have not had it all their own way, have they? They've had to work hard. And in most games, the, the bowlers have been in it. It's not been a, a turkey shoot. It's been hard work. And you think in situations like that, it's not, you know, it's not just been swinging through the line and heading for the hills. It, you need a, you've needed a bit of craft, guile, thought, skill, and... England's, you know, one of England's best batters ever is not out there. But, you know, I suppose in Test Creek he's not had a great uh, record in Australia. Anyway, it's a slight aside. England are in the, the semi-finals, Yoz. And in, in a way, it's a perfect day for an England cricket supporter, isn't it? England have got through to the semi-finals. At the same time, they've said, ta-ta to Australia. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I bet there were some Australian fans in the crowd tonight egging mm. Sri Lanka on at all times, weren't there? I like your point about Sam Curran. There's a man with an old head on young shoulders mm. who just seems to always have the measure of, of how to play it. And yeah, he was a little bit unlucky. I thought he was approaching it absolutely right with Stokes yeah. uh, towards the end of that run chase. And he bowled so well again, didn't he? And actually, credit to the bowlers, the England bowlers, who I think really won that game. Because after 10 overs, Sri Lanka are looking pretty dangerous. Obviously, the first few overs, they got they got to off to a flyer. But then England pulled it back. And in the last five overs, Sri Lanka scored only 25 runs. The last four overs, only 21 runs. Fantastic effort by mm. Wood, by Wokes, by Curran. Rashid in the middle of the innings, also excellent. He was man of the match, which I, li- I like to see that, actually, because so often he bowls those crucial overs, doesn't get many wickets, but batsmen are quite tentative against him and he doesn't get the recognition and and obviously this time in in this game he has but Curran again leading the way with the way England bowled in that last sort of four or five overs very good wide Yorkers slower balls mixing it up very he just looks very clear in what he's seeking to do he, he obviously wants to be involved in those moments. He's a fledgling Stokes, isn't he? Because Stokes loves those critical moments in matches. And so, so clearly does Curran. Well, that all bodes well for the, the semi-final, which we think is against India at the Adelaide Oval on Thursday. Well, it's not, yeah? well, it's not been confirmed. But, I mean, I think most people would expect India to beat Zimbabwe uh, on Sunday and qualify as group winners. And if that happens, yep. Uh, all, all roads, it seems, points to Adelaide. I've been looking to sort of find, you know, what what the configuration is on, you know, on all the sort of fixture lists, looking around, scouting it out. But I, I it, it seemed quite vague, who, you know, where who plays who, where. It's, more, it's not so much who plays who. We know that the the one group winner plays the, the other runner up. But I'm, I'm trying to find, you know, which teams are going to play where. And it, it's nothing's been obviously sort of published that I can see. But anyway, it seems as if. I heard uh, Agus say it on the radio this morning, I heard NASA say it on the TV, that England will go to Adelaide. So we can presume by that England, India and Adelaide seems the most likely. And we also think the most likely uh, scenario is South Africa against New Zealand in Sydney on Wednesday so as, as the two semi-finals. But of course, there's still some cricket to play yet and that, that could change. But I think most people would expect India to beat uh, Zimbabwe and most people would expect South Africa to beat uh, the Netherlands. Uh, there have been one or two upsets in the competition, but that's, that's how it's looking. Our last podcast, I think we said, didn't we? New Zealand, England, India, South Africa. And nothing that's happened this week 
and just looking ahead to the matches on Sunday, you'd expect those four uh, to be through uh, to the semi-finals. So it, it, do you think England would would prefer uh, playing in Adelaide rather than Sydney? I know they just played in Sydney, but sort of gri- a gripping pitch, difficult to score, sort of low scoring. Adelaide, mm. you feel, might might offer a bit more... Uh, to England's batting lineup, then it might offer quite a lot more to yeah. India as well. I mean, yeah, it's a tough I, game. It's, 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 it's probably. The, do you think it's probably the toughest game England could have in the semi-final of the of the likely qualifiers? Um, um, yes, I suppose it is. I think they'd, they'd certainly fancy New Zealand more than they'd fancy India. South Africa, they could probably they could probably handle as well. I mean, South Africa's batting isn't that great. I mean, it's it's all right, but it's it's not incredible. So uh, obviously, their bowling is pretty good. I, I mean. India are the, are the danger team, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. think they're probably they and England are probably the two best teams. South Africa would would argue against that as well, I suppose. Well, I'm sure, and New Zealand the, the, as well. And New Zealand would maybe. It's all so tight, isn't it? It's it really is, difficult it to distinguish between mm. the teams. That the Adelaide Oval is is a very odd ground in in its shape. Pretty short square boundaries, brilliantly exploited by Rashid Khan. I mean. Yeah, Afghanistan weren't far away from winning that game against Australia no, they weren't. the other night with a bit more of Rashid Khan, another few balls of Rashid Khan, even a couple of mishits that went for six instead of two, and they would have got they would have got there. And it is a funny ground for for hitting sixes, square the wicket, pretty short, and then long straight boundaries. So it's it's hard to know which team that suits better. I would say possibly England because they have got those blokes like. Livingston, Butler, Moeen, you know, who like hitting over mid-wicket and are very good at that, picking up the way, even Hales. Hales is a very strong hitter of the ball, square, over mid-wicket, over long, the wide long on. So, yeah, I mean, those those guys can clear the, the boundary easily and the pitch is quite, is pretty good. So... It'll be tough for the Indian bowlers, I reckon. It's going to be potentially going to be a, a high-scoring game. Yeah, you'd think it would like to be higher scoring than the one in Sydney anyway, certainly from the the surface that we, we saw today. I mean, they'll probably come up with a new pitch, won't they, for the game? And this was the third match uh, being played on this surface, so it's, it's sort of hard to judge. You, you end up with a, with a fresh pitch, then it, 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 you know, the batters can profit, can't they? But, I mean, what, what you've generally found is that in, in Sydney is that the teams uh, batting first have done well, and normally in T20, you often think of the teams batting second doing well. Certainly, it was the case in the UAE last year that you know you won the toss, you barely thought about it. Yeah, you you, you bat second. In Sydney, it looks like you you bat first. And England bucked the trend today, just <laughs> in the end. In, in, in what was yeah, it was a curious game. You, you talk about the halfway stages. Sri Lanka were eighty for two after ten overs. England were eighty six for two after ten overs, and, and both innings. Sort of nosedived uh, after that, and it was a struggle for, for for batters. Can you just explain to our listeners why that would be uh, the case? You think you know, okay, it should be straightforward for England uh, from here. Uh, it should have been straightforward for Sri Lanka, you know, to to post if you felt you know one sixty something like that, and that that might have taken some getting one sixty one seventy. I think it's quite simple. I think the new white ball slides onto the bat pleasantly. And it, it bounces quite consistently. As soon as it's got a bit old, it's got a bit scuffed. It's not quite as hard and, 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 and perfectly round and shiny. It sticks in the pitch a bit more and makes the timing of the ball that much harder. Also, the spinners tend to bowl more overs 
you know, at the at the beginning, the spinners' deliveries will tend to slide onto the bat, but as the the ball gets a little older, it will grip a bit more. And I think also, the the opening batsmen have the benefit of a bit more time. They can assess the conditions, play their own game for sort of four or five balls just to try and get a bit of timing going, and then start playing. Whereas the the middle order with less time potentially to to play themselves in. I've got to go, get going straight away with the ball just slightly holding and not coming onto the bat quite as consistently. And it's it's just those little tiny margins, which means often you hit a shot, which with the, against a new ball just clears the man or maybe goes over the ropes for six. And middle of the, middle of the innings, it, it doesn't quite clear the man and lands in a person's lap at long leg or long on, as happened to Sam Curran. Yeah. Sri Lanka could play with a bit of freedom today as well because the result wasn't the be-all and end-all for them. They haven't had a great record against England recently. They haven't beaten them since 2014 in, in T20s. And I, I thought they just they, they were quite free at the start as well. And they, they took it on. England didn't bowl. I didn't think England bowled particularly well. It, the sort of tone was set. But Ben Stokes bowled a long hop, second ball that was lifted away for six over... Fine leg. Mark Wood was hit for a couple of sixes as well in his opening over. And Schrank were off to a fly. And I was thinking, actually, you know, 32 for no wicket after three. The history of this ground, in, well, in the recent history of the ground in the, in the T20, that if England were going to be set 170, then that was going to, would actually be really difficult for them. The Schranker with their spinners could could really squeeze them. And it, it sort of almost worked out like that in the end. But, but a curious game. And England were, were bounding along, wasn't it? 75 for no wicket. Uh, England were they were seventy for no wicket after six overs of the power play. Uh, it's, it's amazing, isn't it, how the game came down to the last over? E- you know, even with the conditions, even with the Sri Lanka spinners, a situation like that you wouldn't have expected necessarily uh, for that to happen. But it, it wasn't that dissimilar in a way from the game England started the tournament with against Afghanistan, where they you know, they it got a bit tighter today, but they sort of, they crept over the line. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What, what do you make of this England uh, T20 side? I mean, they've made the semifinals. Uh, they, you know, they've done it again. Uh, where are their where are their strengths and weaknesses? Do you think, or you know, where are the, where are the weaknesses? I think we know some of their strengths, don't we? In their you know, the, you know players like Butler at the top of the order, Hales, that sort of dynamism, and, and Livingston and Moen Ali uh, when he has his day. Where, where are their weaknesses? Do you think, guys, that, that semi final opponents can exploit? Well, the seam bowling is a bit hit and miss. Uh, Chris Wokes usually bowls a good first over but hasn't done actually in this tournament. 
And then later in the innings, he can go for runs. So Wokes is probably going to be a target. I think Wood... Wood is, is a bit frustrating because he, he does take wickets, but he also goes for tends to go for quite a lot of runs. I think he should use his slower ball more. You know, when you're bowling 96 miles an hour, batsmen are not looking for the ball at, at 80 or 76 or something. And I think he could mess them up a, a, a lot more than he, than he does. And actually, it's interesting. He was talking on the podcast we did yesterday uh, about working on things like that. He still hasn't quite got the confidence to use the slower ball more, which I think would would just cut down his economy rate. At the moment, his economy rate is about 8.2, 8.3, which is quite high. It's not easy being a quick bowler, but it, it's, his consistency isn't quite quite there. I think Sam Curran's obviously brilliant. I suppose the other thing is second spinner. They haven't used Moen much. Liam Livingston will go for... Eight or nine and over. He's he's a, mm. a good sort of alternative option. I think it's that fifth bowler, isn't it? Really, Stokes and whether it's mowing a couple of overs or whether it's Livingston a couple of overs. It's the fifth bowler and the third seamer, as in Wokes. Really, Curran for me. Wood excellent with a bit more variety maybe to throw in for Wood. Wokes a little bit hit and miss. Rashi very good. I think people are starting to uh, read his variations a bit better than they used to and and sort of kind of know what he's about a bit more now. So he has gone for a few more runs. He's still bowling well, but he's not quite taking the wickets that he has in the past. So, you know, they've got three good bowlers there and then two or three that are perhaps not so good. I'd say that's the the weak area. And and obviously in the batting, uh, Harry Brook hasn't fired. Maybe he could be replaced by Phil Salt, perhaps, as someone else, a firework in, in, you know, at number five or something, maybe. What do you think? Yeah, well, 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 I I think on, on that, to me, it looks, I can't see how Milan's going to play the next game. He, when he, where he pulled up with that groin injury, I mean, they probably don't recover in time, uh, groin injury. It looks as though he pulled something in his groin, uh, unless it was a bit of cram, I mean, I mean, he was only in the field for, I think, what, what was it? it? Wasn't that long, really? So I don't think it could have been cramp. Uh, so you'd think that Salt would come in for Milan, or it may be that they replace uh, David Milan in the squad as well. That, that, that's the other thing. Here's because a cl- clarion call for Joe Root then. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, well, they've got they've got three uh, backup players out there, haven't they? So that that's not going to happen. Uh, but yeah, and it's very hard to just suddenly come come in and and pick things up so they've got three uh, re- replacement players uh, out there yeah I, I would have thought um, Salt comes in for Milan and in, in England stick to the same team and that, that's been one of the interesting aspects of it is that at the start of the tournament you think that they might have mixed and matched a bit you know rotated but actually they pretty much kept the same team throughout the tournament that's going to change now I would have thought with Milan out Wood went Wood went off the field didn't he as well yeah but he looked uh, fine but, I mean he he, 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 he did come back yeah. yeah he looked yeah fine. he did come back and he, then and then Ben yeah. Stokes is hobbling the whole t- Ben Stokes oh, well. is hobbling the whole time but he's but he's running those twos fine, and yeah. you know we're talking twenty over games here. We're not talking five day tests at the moment, are we? So I, I, he'll be able, he'll manage to hobble his way through. <laughs> it's probably his leg is being held together by sticking plaster and pins and stuff and lots of injections. But he's, he bites on the bullet, doesn't he, for his country impressively? 
So, yeah, so that even more explosive power then, if Salt comes in at number three to follow on from Butler and, and Hales, wow. And actually Salt, of course, played for the Adelaide Strikers. That's right, yeah, the, he knows the Adelaide Oval well. I've seen some mm. pretty good innings he played at the Adelaide mm. Oval. He knows it very well, so that would be a good replacement. Yeah, not easy coming in for a semi-final against India. I mean, presumably there'll be tremendous Indian support at the Adelaide Oval as well. But, you know, coming in for a big game like that, coming in a bit cold after not playing in the the early part of the tournament. Although he did experience some of that in Pakistan, didn't he? Where he where he played well and he he impressed in Pakistan. So you know, not a bad option to have uh, uh, coming into the side. We mentioned Liam Livingston's shot today. We should um, before we. Uh, wrap up mentioned the catch that got England that lifted England actually got England back in the game we talked about England's some of England's weaknesses potential weaknesses one of their areas where they're not they don't look weak actually is their fielding and their catching and Livingston's catch I thought was absolutely vital today he just lifted the mood for England uh, Kusil Mendes is you know, quite dangerous he tried to pump Wokes out towards the deep square leg boundary didn't quite get enough of it it was the big boundary and Livingston made a very difficult catch looks so easy sliding on his knees and he just sort of held the ball up to the crowd as well. Whether he's being barracked out there, I'm not sure. But it was almost like, okay, yeah, you can you can shout and holler, but look what I've just done. He sort of held the ball up in a very understated way, and and that has been you know one very good aspect of England's play in this tournament uh, is, and, has been their catching. And another little indication of Livingston's growing maturity in a way, because mm. I remember on one of his first England outings, uh, the rare occasion we played a one-day international at Taunton. He dropped an absolute goober at deep mid-wicket. It was his first or second game. And he just was far too casual and dropped this easy catch at sort of deep mid-wicket and also didn't make any runs. But in a way, you want catchers to be relaxed, don't you? Because that, that definitely gives you more chance of taking the difficult catches than if someone's tense and they've got hard hands. He has got a lovely soft pair of hands which can grasp those difficult chances. And the fact that he doesn't panic... And he, he just gets himself into position and then takes it in perhaps his own idiosyncratic way is, is something to, to behold. And he is a big asset. Isn't Stokes an incredible athlete as well? Mm. In the outfield, throwing himself around, hurling the ball off balance in midair. I mean, he's a, he's a one-man circus act, Ben Stokes, in the field. He's incredible. Yeah, I'm slightly surprised to hear that... I, I, that Adil Rashid was named player of the match because I thought Stokes' innings in difficult circumstances under under sort of growing pressure actually was was excellent today. You know, it was just it was a sort of ruthlessness about it, well judged, and you know he also took one for twenty four in his three overs. He also fielded uh, superbly as well. Uh, he, he caught uh, Dan and Jai de Silva, so that, you know there was a sort of all round display from Stokes. Although you, you're right in the sense that, that Rashid's bowling his. Four overs, one for sixteen. It 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 squeezed Sri Lanka, didn't it? it? Put the pressure back on, and perhaps it led to you know it led to wickets elsewhere, and and, and Sri Lanka's uh, subsidence. It, it it was a sort of peculiar reason. It's not often you see a match where a team score twenty five for five off the last five overs in a, a T Twenty match after after building a good base. Uh, but they did it on against New Zealand, didn't they? England, remember the sixteenth and seventeenth overs? They really squeezed New Zealand, and their, their death bowling was very good in that match, and it it was. It, pretty good today as well and j- just about uh, they've sneaked into a, a semi-final which looked a bit improbable didn't it after the defeat by Ireland which is you know a woeful performance really 
just like the experiences of the 2019 World Cup, of course, where England almost scraped through to the semi-finals and then looked very strong once they got there by hammering Australia. And I like your segue there, introducing Ben Stokes' all-round performance because he's going to be featuring very much on TV over the next three days in our World Cup 2019 documentary, The Greatest Game, which is airing on Sky as we speak. It's on Sky Sports Cricket today, Saturday uh, from midday, and then also uh, on Sky Sports Cricket tomorrow, Sunday, and also on Sky Documentaries on Sunday and Monday at 5pm and 9pm on Monday. And here's just a line about why Stokes is able to handle those big moments. I've always said that People in sport, if they say they're not nervous about a big occasion, they're just talking out of us. So that's a line from the film. In fact, it's the first line in the film. And what it says is that, yes, you are going to be nervous in, in big moments, but it's, it's how you handle those nerves. Which, which counts, and he's clearly very good at it, isn't he? Absolutely. Well, today he, he showed uh, that sort of World Cup final steal, I thought. And I, I, what I thought about, about it was that it was he, he worked out what he needed to do, that if he played the big shot, I saw mentioning it earlier, if he played the big shot, that was risky. He only hit two fours. It was a conservative innings, but it got the job done. And if one or two of his colleagues had been able to just show the same sort of discipline and play that way, then England wouldn't have quite have had that, that nervous finale. I mean, it did come down to the last couple of balls. I mean, they won with two balls to spare. Chris Wokes hitting that ball for four. And uh, he's a man for a bit, um, crisis as well, isn't he? He's sort of calm, experienced cricketer. And well done to him as well, because his heart must have been pumping a bit after he missed the ball before. It just, it, you know, these things build up, don't they? It, it just gets gets down to the last few balls. So just one final question for me, Yoz. Are you, are you proud of this documentary? Are you happy how it's turned out? Do you know, actually, I, it's a lovely question. And I am. I, I think it's really a beautiful piece of work. And I can't claim that much credit for it. It was sort of my idea, and I worked on the creation of it, but the execution has been very much the director, Ashley Gething, who was featured on our podcast yesterday, and also the editor, Owen Davis, who uh, has worked on a number of football films, but never a cricket one before. And they have just crafted this beautiful, layered piece of cinematic art, really, which I think really grasps many of the cricket's great values. The... The fact that it's an individual game within a team sport, the beauty and brutality of the game in equal measure, the diversity and inclusivity and range of different characters that the game throws up, and also the drama that that the game can produce from nowhere. So I really am happy that we've captured, I think, all those essences in this film. I think it is a glorification of, of the game of cricket as much as it is a representation of a fantastic match, the final in 2019. So I'm very pleased with it, actually, and hopefully everybody who sees it will be too. Well, I've seen I've seen it um, in, in in rough cut. I think uh, I don't know whether how much it's changed since I saw it uh, a while back. Well, if you see it in a big cinema or on a big screen with proper sound, I think you'd be very impressed. And actually, one thing we did do, which I'm really pleased about is that we spent some extra time recording special sounds for the film. I took my sons, Billy and Callum, down to Wormsley last year to the John Paul Getty ground with a special sound man. And we did all the kind of 
types of sh- of sounds you're going to get in the World Cup final. Obviously, hits of the ball, balls on stumps, catches with the microphone very close to the to the catcher. Ben Stokes's dive and the ball ricocheting off his bat for four overs. We actually replicated that. There's a a little post I've done on my Twitter feed showing how we recorded that for real and get, got the sound really animated and and kind of amplified, expanded. Amplified. And, uh, yeah, amplified. <laughs> amplified is the correct word. Uh, and you notice that if you watch this film with good sound, you will notice. Mm how the, the sounds of the game are really brought to life. And, you know, it's a bit like I, I've always said about nature films, you know, the great Attenborough films or, who, or whoever has produced them. If they have no sound, they haven't got nearly the same, even probably less than half the impact. I mean, the vision is obviously amazing. But if you don't have those extra sounds that really bring a tiger walking through the grass, kind of, you know, trying pouncing on, a, on an animal or even insects... You know, in the trees, grasshoppers scratching their legs or birds or, you know, whatever. They add a huge layer to those films by the post-production of the sound. So, you know, they'll often create the the grasshoppers rubbing his legs together with two tea bags rubbed together in the studio. So all those sounds are added later to those nature films. And that's what really makes them magnificent. And we tried to do the same with this. And I think cricket... Is something that, you know, when you watch it from far away in the stand or even watch it on telly with stump mics and things, the still the sounds of the game are not quite as represented as they are if you're actually playing. You know, I, the first experience I remember ever having was watching Imran Khan bowl, luckily from the non-striker's end. And by the way, I hope Imran Khan is, mm. is OK after that awful assassination attempt in, in Pakistan, shot in the leg. But... Run it, seeing him run into bowl is one thing from a distance. Experiencing it from the non-striker's end, which I did, is just incredible because there's the pounding of the feet, the huge leap into his delivery stride, the amount of sort of energy you can feel from the body, and the ball smacking into the pitch at 90 miles an hour, and then it sort of searing past the, the, the batsman's head. And of course, I had the misfortune to then have to face it as well. And that just adds a huge ingredient to the experience of facing fast bowling, which we tried to get into this film to try and bring that that whole sort of almost sort of hideous experience to life a bit more. The only problem with the film, Yoz, is we know what the end is. <laughs> well, we'd, so we do with James Bond, don't we? But it's, it still does all right at the box office. <laughs> okay, well, well done, Yoz. I mean, you, you sort of slightly underselled yourself. I mean, I know it's a team. It's a huge team, isn't it, when you, you put something like this together. Um, but you, you know, you, your idea, you put the interview, you did the, a lot of the interviews for the programme as well. So, um, yeah, you've, got a, you've had a, a big role in it. I hope it's a huge success, and I, and I really hope that uh, people enjoy it. In about a week's time, you might need to make another one, mightn't you? Although uh, there's, a lot, there's a lot to go, isn't there, for, for England to, to win this tournament. But, um, for, you know, first things first... Uh, they're in the semi-finals where they face a potentially really tricky match, uh, as you'd expect in the semi-final, really tricky match uh, against uh, India next Thursday, we think, in Adelaide. Well, we'll be back uh, next week to have a look at uh, the, the big semi-finals that are coming up in this T20 uh, World Cup. But England have done it and Australia are out. Goodbye for now. Thank you.
Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.